Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. And if this is your first time pushing play, I want you to know that you are so welcomed here. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, blogger, speaker, and I do like to run. We all need a little encouragement on the good and not so good days to lift us up and onward. That's my hope for you, that you will be so encouraged and know that with God, nothing is impossible. Hey friend, and welcome back to the Be Encouraged podcast. You know, I'm your host here, Jackie Brindle. And if you are new around here, don't forget to go ahead and click on the link in the show notes. You can learn more about me and know where to find more encouraging content. And don't forget to click that lovely little subscribe button wherever you're listening on. And I would be so encouraged if you would write a raving review so that more people could be encouraged just like you. Now let's go buckle up and onward to the episode. Hey everybody, let's get back to it. We're just going to get right into the meat and potatoes because listen, I know your time is precious and valuable and you are valuable. I just want to get into this episode here because there's so much to talk about and so much to dive into all of the information that I have for you today because it's something that I really struggled with this past week, you know? Priorities and prioritizing what matters I think is a never-ending uh thing that I will continue to do the rest of my life is prioritizing what matters most. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, prioritizing what matters does not come easy for me. You know, I can also tell when things are not in in a good order or good rhythm that I seem to drop the ball a lot more than I usually do. And that can be super frustrating. So taking that step back, taking another approach to how I need to solve problems in the future and uh, can really be a game changer for me. And one of the ways I was doing that this week was taking a step back and reading an article from Psychology Today magazine by Ke- by Dr. Karen Yu and Dr. Warren Kraft. Now listen, they got an awesome article called A Call for Cognitive Kindness. And in the text, I found it really interesting because it said, what we need is some cognitive kindness. Kindness is in the form of generosity, caring, offered without expectation of anything in return, in that the kindness is directed toward our mental abilities, including our capacity to reason and understand, to imagine and create, to dream and design, to envision and enact. Cognitive kindness asks, asks us to fundamentally rethink, reorient, and reframe our priorities bringing generosity and caring to how we treat our most powerful and precious resource. It's about being kind to the mind. And at its best, cognitive kindness is an imperative to apply what research reveals about how our minds work toward recognizing and empowering the full cognitive potential of others. And that's the end of that quote. Like, wow, right? So unpacking all of that just took me a little bit. We need to give ourselves that cognitive kindness in the form of, okay, I need to give myself time to think, imagine, dream, design. I need to uh, give myself the capacity to reason and understand things that I don't understand. I need to reorient and reframe and rethink some some things that um, 
you know, might shift and change the way things are done in my household. It might shift and change the things I do at my work. And it might shift and change the things that matter most so that the things that are matter most are at the top of my mind, not on the bottom or somehow slipped on underneath, you know, into the junk drawer. Do you know what I mean? So here we go. I just kind of want to keep going and keep unpacking. But, but before I do that, I mean, that's a pretty good illustration, right? Like who doesn't have a junk drawer that we need to clean out? Who doesn't have tabs that we need to start closing out in our minds because they're not serving us and they're slowing us down? Am I right? Like I need to pick up that that speed, that Wi-Fi internet, and I need to start closing things out so I can work more efficiently. And I'm snapping here because we all need to to do that. We need to be a well-oiled you know, mind um, in order to be the best uh, to, in order to create best thinking for ourselves so that we can make better decisions so that we can keep what's important at the forefront. Does that make sense? So here are some cool ways that they mentioned to do just that in the article. Number one is to eliminate needless demands. So whether you're a business owner, mom I can think of, leader, household CEO, who knows, teacher, student, anyone, we all need to lighten the load, so to speak. And yes, I am totally preaching to myself because there are some nonsense things that I need to cut out and like, so to speak, cut the fat, right, out of my diet of what I consume in a day. And I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about what is the tasks that are squandering my cognitive capacity for little to no, to no gain. Like I love that they, they said that in the article. Like what are the tasks that squander that cognitive capacity for little to no gain. And if it's something that you just need to delete, that you just need to stop doing, then do it. Maybe it's, okay, I know it's maybe a sacrifice on some occasions, but maybe it's not consuming so much social media in a day and putting yourself on a time limit so you can get to the things that you need to get done. Or maybe it's making eye contact contact with your kids. I love it that it says in Luke 11 and mentions as well. And I love it says in verse eight, I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. I just love this illustration of although sometimes we don't know what we need to do, we don't know how we're going to get up or what we need to give up, God's saying, because you're boldless, because you're shameless boldness, you know, I'm just going to tell you, go on, get up and give him as much as he needs. Like the Lord's going to say, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm consuming this here and thinking myself, like processing it here and thinking to myself, he is going to give you exactly what you need. So if you don't know what is needless or what you need to do, ask him because he definitely is faithful and he wants to give you those answers. I mean, he is the creator of our minds, right? So isn't he the one who's going to help you work through those questions, right? Okay, so number two is consider thinking. So eliminating needless tasks isn't the only way of liberating cognitive capacity, uh, says the authors here. They mention, and I quote, research shows that attempting two tasks at once typically impairs our performance on one or both. Being intentional and recognizing the non-emergency of so many tasks, requests, and interactions can go a long way in the end. Like, wow, right? Like, and end quote, like, wow. So like, what is it that, I mean, it really stirred up something in my own heart. Like, what is it that I could liberate my mind from? Like of something that I don't need to be doing those two things at once. And if I am using my time wisely at work, do I need to like 
make myself that that third cup of coffee right now because I just feel like I need it. No, I may not need to do that. Or, you know, if I am trying to, you know, get work done at home or trying to focus on one project, how am I going to give it the best Jackie it can it can get if I am also on my phone and also trying to, you know, correct papers and also trying to do something else and watch Netflix at all at the same time right? Again, it goes back to closing out the tabs and being intentional and recognizing those non-emergency tasks. So even in your day, so now you know what those things are, you know, from step one, eliminating those needless demands, also eliminating those tasks that aren't serving you, right? So I think there are two separate things that really more I think about it, like the, the needless demands, you can make up a whole new system that's working better for you than ever before. Eliminating needless tasks, those are things that you're doing that do not need to be doing. They are not in your lane. They are not for you to be doing. And maybe you need to start delegating some of those things off your plate so you can give yourself that space. And maybe, you know, movement is such a big thing. Don't you think movement is such a big thing? So I'm going to get to that in just a moment here because I think we all need to be reminded about movement and giving ourselves that that time to exercise. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because I probably haven't worked out in the past like four days, but I went for a walk the other day, which was a breath of fresh air and so needed just to help clear my mind. I couldn't stare at my work anymore. I needed to get up and move. And maybe you need to do the same exact thing. Maybe you need to say to yourself, the task that I need right now is to clear my mind. So how are you going to do that? Is it exercise? Is it Doing that five, you know, writing down five things in a gratitude journal. Is it a devotional? Is it taking some time to meal prep and plan and get your calendar out so you can be organized about what's going on? Um, so you are one step ahead of the game, or maybe it's organizing one thing that you know needs your attention so that more things can run smoothly. Maybe it's asking for help uh, tangibly with somebody uh, to help you get those things that you need on your task list done, right? Anyway, so number three, they also mention in the article is to embrace flexibility. Now, I really liked this because when I thought about this, well, I'll tell you in a second. Let me let me just read to you really quickly what the article mentioned. The article mentioned research also suggests that good thinking is sometimes best approached obliquely or indirectly. So sometimes we need to think about what maybe sometimes I think about, at least is what I take it as, is maybe I think about or care too much about what other people may be thinking. Or maybe I am creating a narrative that hasn't even existed in real life, but in my mind, that's the narrative that I'm sticking to. And is that really um, what God wants me to be thinking about? Am I making someone out to be a villain who's not a villain? Am I making myself out to be a victim and I'm not a victim? Am I making myself out to be, um, you know, a bad person because I dropped the ball? Like, Taking away those that negativity, the confusion, the anxiety, the strife. I, I think also even I want to say social comparison. Sometimes we do that, you know, that takes up that space in our mind that is valuable real estate, you guys. It's valuable real estate. The more I'm kind of understanding it all is that our mind is a valuable resource. And if we are piling it up with a bunch of junk and things that really need to be smoothed and ironed out and sorted out then I, I realize that I can be a better thinker, a better person if I give myself and allow myself to have that space um, 
to do, to be flexible and, and to give myself the grace. The time. Um, I love the story of Martha and Mary in, in the Bible because, you know, it, it just reminds me of, of grace flexibility. It reminds me of them. So I picture uh, Luke 10, you know, where this is from. And I picture, you know, one lady doing all the dishes and doing everything while the other ones at Jesus' feet, you know, trying to be a good steward of his word and listen and be filled up because maybe everything that she's going through, she needs to be filled up. And I don't know about you, but sometimes that happens. We need to stop the the, the acts that are not um, – that God is not pursuing us to follow, right? God does not want us to be wasting our time doing those things. And I love that that when the dynamic duo of Martha and Mary, when they kind of enter into the Bible and they start to, they start to tell their story, it said in verse 40, but Martha was distracted by her many tasks and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. <laughs> I mean, she's talking to the presence of God and she's telling him what to do. But listen, she's she's so focused. Martha is so focused on all the things that she feels that she will be noticed for, or praised for, or valued for. And she just wants, well, can't somebody help me over here? And and playing almost like the victim, like, don't, don't you see what I'm doing over here? But I love his response. It's so filled with grace here. Uh, you know, he could have snapped at her and he doesn't. He says, the Lord answers her, answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. And I, I love that. Like he really just highlights and recognizes that, you know, when we put the things that God has put on our plate to be first and God first, then that's what he honors. And he's so graciously because even me as a Christian, I can get caught up into, well, gosh, why isn't, why don't you see all this hard work that I'm doing, God? Like all these things that I have going on and, or maybe I get, you know, resentful that so-and-so is not doing it and they're doing this. And God's, I love his answer. It's so full of grace. He's like, honey. My girl, you're worried and upset about many things. And I wonder if he even speaks to all of us and in this moment and he can say like and he might say to all of us or even myself and be like, Jack, what are you so worried about? What are you so upset about? When you look to me, don't I provide for you? When you look to me, don't I set you apart and call you favored, call you mine? Don't I set you apart and, and didn't I uh, create your mind? Focus on me. You know, I think there's something to that when God asks us to dwell on Him. And so we can turn our eyes to the things that matter most, and then everything else might start to click into place. So I just really encourage you all to do the same thing this week. I really encourage you just to to find time to think about those priorities. And I love also that in the article it does mention about moving. Like I said, I would get to saying, um, you know, moving versus sitting still is is better. You know, I, I love how they kind of even pinpoint that we think we have to break our backs trying to work before we get to play when in actuality our brains don't work that way. Our brains need to move. And in order to do that, we got to move our body. And then we are more 
relax. Then we can focus and then we can uh, promote thinking and good thinking. And because that's what pro- that's what movement does. So maybe, I don't know, if you're feeling frustrated from all the interruptions throughout the week, or maybe you are just have a lot on your plate right now, go for a walk. Go for a walk and talk if you have to. Um, you know, just trust that when you are flexible and give yourself grace to take time out to move your mind, um, it might just be the very thing that clears up that space that you so, so needed. Because remember, your mind is a valuable resource. And I know that the Almighty God has given you that to do amazing things with. So if you need time to refocus today, reorient and reshape and rethink about how you handle your week, your priorities, all of that, I just ask that, first of all, you put, you know, give yourself grace. Know that it's not going to be perfect, but it's always going to be worth the time investing in because you are always worth it. You are valuable, you are good, and I know all the things that you're doing, you mean so well to be doing them. Um, But just know that maybe we just need to close out some tabs together, and I'll do it with you. We'll close out some tabs and throw the the junk away out of the junk drawer because it doesn't serve its purpose anymore. So let's do it. Let's just clean out the junk drawers this week, close out the tabs, and shut things down that are no longer serving us. Amen? Amen. So good, right? So I just hope that encourages you this week. And thank you again for listening. I hope that this was exactly what you needed to hear to move you. All right. Have a great week. Wait, wait, wait. Wait right there. Hey, friends. Were you encouraged today? Did that speak to you in some way? Do you feel that urge to share? Do you feel that urge to write a review? Do you feel the urge to click subscribe? then do it. Yes, do all of those things. And you can easily find me at Jackie B. Inspiring on Instagram. That's J-C-K-I-E-B-I-N-S-P-I-R-I-N-G. You know, it helps me out a lot when you share this content with your friends and family and when you subscribe. And if you were to write a rating review that even boosts this podcast right now, wherever you can find it. So I appreciate that so much because I know you guys have a lot on your plate and you have so many different things going on, but you made time today to listen in. And I am so grateful for all of that. I want to say thank you. And I hope you guys have a great week. Be encouraged, you guys.